Hey, this is Nikki, and this is your Monday motivation, your bite-sized snack of inspiration to start your week right. And today, I'm talking to you about turning failure into fabulous. Now, you will know possibly, if you know me already, that I've got a saying in my studio, which has become so much of a catch cry that my clients actually say it to each other. And here it is. Failure is success. And in fact, from where I'm sitting right now, there is a large framed print leaning against my wall that a beloved client gave to me when she had to move across town, which says exactly that. Failure is success. Nikki Ellis. It's going to be my my catch cry. <laughs> it's going to be on my tomb. Um, I absolutely love it. Now, I started saying this quote a little bit tongue-in-cheek a few years ago, but now when I say it, there truly is zero irony. Um, you know, I think that failure teaches us way more than success does in that sometimes you know, with failure, it might just be one small thing that we need to to course correct on. But with success, it can feel a little bit more vague. And I don't know if you've ever given a talk to, you know, a group of colleagues or a public speaking event or whatever, and it just all comes together, right? And you've got that feeling of, oh my God, it just, it all gelled today, or it was an absolute vibe, or I was on fire. And it can all become a little bit vague what we did that made that talk so successful. But when something goes wrong, we can often pinpoint it a little bit better. So it might be that you know, oh gosh, my earrings were banging against the microphone as I was talking. It was really irritating for people or, oh, you know, I I just, I wasn't as prepared as I could have been. I was a little vague in my explanation of that concept or whatever it was. And I find that in the studio as well. Some sessions are just a vibe and they go incredibly, incredibly well. And others are a little bit flat. And sometimes it's the ones which are a little bit flat. I can go back and go, okay, I didn't bring my A game that day. I didn't bring it up enough. I didn't explain well enough. And so doing that little bit of analysis, sometimes it's easier when things don't go right, as opposed to when they do. Now, in terms of exercise, and because I'm a weights girl, I'm going to turn it into um an analogy about weight training, because this really is where the term failure is predominantly used anyway. So failure in weight training, it's a technical term and it refers to momentary muscular failure. And you may have experienced that yourself. And actually, to be honest, I'm hoping that you have. (laughs) If you're one of my clients, I hope you have. And a really good example of this is, um, say, when you're doing barbell bench press and I'm going to explain this in two ways. So when you're doing barbell bench press and say I've asked you to do four working sets of bench press and you go into your fourth set and it's like you're pushing as hard as you can, but you just can't do it any longer. And so you might start, you might get an extra couple of reps out where you're just slowly moving and you just do it. And then on that next rep, you stop going up with the weight, you pause for a moment and then no matter how hard you try it, the weight actually starts coming back down towards your chest, you know, if you, especially if you don't have a spotter. So that is momentary muscular failure. Or you might have successfully finished your sets and your nasty, mean trainer might have given you close grip push-ups, for example, as a finisher, just to take you to that point of momentary muscular failure. See where I'm going here? And so you get down to do your push-ups and 
You literally can't do one. You just go down to the floor and you lie there. Okay, that's momentary muscular failure. So it is the moment when the force output of the targeted musculature, in this case, it would be your pec major and your triceps brachii, has been reduced due to fatigue, due to the training you've done already, to a level equal to the force of the chosen load. And at this point, no further concentric action is possible. Am I losing you yet? I hope I'm not. So concentric is when you are lifting a weight, lifting a load, and your muscles are shortening. And then the eccentric phase are when you are lowering a load and your muscle belly is lengthening. So generally, we are stronger eccentrically than we are concentrically. And so that's why there's the specific reference to fatigue under the concentric phase. Often, if you go to momentary muscular failure concentrically, we can trick you into getting a few more reps done by getting a spotter to say, lift your bench press for you, barbell for you, and you just do the lowering phase slowly. Or with your push-ups, you might just get into the, the outstretched push-up position and just do the down phase for a count of five, and you might get another two or three reps done there. It's a little bit nasty, but you know what? It's it's very effective. <laughs> and there's lots and lots of research to support going to momentary muscular failure in our training. However, likewise, there is also plenty to support great results, in particular with hypertrophy, which is putting on muscle without consistently going to MMF. But certainly, if you are serious about your training, and if you train with me, you will be serious about your training, I absolutely feel there is a place for momentary muscular failure. And with a lot of research done, in particular with women, we know that if left to our own devices, we tend to choose lighter rather than heavier, okay? So we tend to under-prescribe weights to ourselves. We tend to go light. So for me as a trainer, getting you used to lifting in a challenging manner is part of my job. It's about getting you used to really pushing yourself, getting used to that discomfort. And just on that, sometimes clients say to me, oh yeah, it's going really well because that's really hurting now. Try your best not to use words about pain. It's not really hurting. It's not painful. It's slightly uncomfortable. It might be a bit burny, might be a bit uncomfortable. It's not pain. Pain is, pain is different. Anywho, let's keep on forging on about failure. What about failure in terms of perhaps our eating goals? You know what I mean. You've been so, in inverted commas, good, and then you have a big binge. You go home and you have a whole lot of cheese and bickies and dip or ice cream or wine or whatever. And often it's at a time where you've been on, going really well. You might've had a fortnight of really great eating and you've been all prepared and you've been in a calorie deficit and Coach Canning's really happy with you. And then suddenly you have a night where you feel like you've just had a complete blowout and you feel like you've failed. And you might even start using really negative self-talk. Remember, we call our self-talk Kevin. <laughs> the negative self-talk, that's Kevin. And you might say something like, oh my God, I, I am hopeless. Like, I can't do this. I don't have the self-control. Or I can't resist temptation. Or maybe 
I'm never going to be in shape. I might might as well just give up now because this is just not me. So let's reframe that. Let's reframe that as it's not failure, it's feedback. And almost always when there is a pattern of self-sabotaging behavior, especially with your eating, um, we can trace it back to something that's probably happened earlier in the day. So honestly, when I have clients in this situation, it is almost always formulaic. It's formulaic for overeating, not such great food. And often the day will look something like this. They get up, they have breakfast, they start the day off quite well. They then, for some reason, maybe have something around 11 o'clock, maybe, maybe not. And then they skip lunch and then they skip their mid-afternoon little snack. And so they get home at 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, hangry and looking for anything. They're ravenous. And if there is nothing in the house that is a really great, easy, healthy option, they will order in pizza or make cheese toasties or just eat whatever is to hand. So would that day have looked completely different with just a little bit of organization and preparation? Yes, possibly, certainly. Okay, so it's all about your systems. It's not about your inherent shortcomings as a person. Because all of us, we are all humans. If we are in the situation where there is nothing in the house to eat except chips or bickies or cheese and crackers, and we're really hungry, we will just go for what is nearby. So having that those systems set and being prepared is what it is all about. So I hope that helps you to reframe failure as feedback. One of my big life lessons, guys, is when I worked as a personal trainer at a really huge and very, very expensive at the time gym in Collins Street in Melbourne. And I was running personal training services there and I I was lucky enough to meet really some of Melbourne's most successful business people. They were amazing. And so it was a very formative time for me as somebody just starting off in business. I would pick their brains. So as I was training them, I'd be saying, tell me your story. Tell me about your business. How did you get started? You know, have you had any setbacks? And every single one would say, oh my gosh, yes. It's, it hasn't been a linear progression to success. There have been major setbacks along the way. I lost the house at one point. I had to get all the kids out of private school. We were all living, all five of the family members in a little one-bedroom unit, you know, in, in Preston, where we'd come from Turek. Not that there's anything wrong with Preston, absolutely not. But, um, you know, it was like their lives had completely changed. But what they all said was, I'd done it once. I knew I could build a business to a really high level. So I had all the tools. I could do it again. And so just as in business where it is never linear or very seldom is it linear, you will have major setbacks along the way, whether you are trying to get strong, you will have injuries, you will have setbacks, you will get sick. There will be times where you're unmotivated and with your goal to lose body fat. There will be times where it's very challenging. You'll have Christmas in there. You'll have injuries too. You'll get sick. You will be unmotivated. It's never, ever linear. So expect it, prepare for it, take the ups and the downs in your stride because they are expected and never, ever see failure as 
as anything other than success and feedback for you so you know you need to do a little bit of self-analysis. Where did I go wrong? What happened there? And then you keep on going. Because the other thing I learned talking to these incredible business people and really talking to anyone who's successful and reading a lot about success is that one of the key attributes for people who are successful in life is tenacity. Tenacity. So having the balls to keep on going even when it's hard. You, you're like a dog with a bone. You know, you don't let this drop. You keep on going. And that is the hallmark for success. You can do this. All right, everyone, have a beautiful week. I hope you love that Motivational Monday. Remember, you have got this. I believe in you. And may your week be a cinch. This has been a Suckerfish Media production. Subscribe now for Find Your Fierce with Nikki Alice.